welcome to the first Gamers Live podcast, or at least a podcast-related recording, because it's unofficial podcast at this time. Gamers Live is, of course, the new gaming title we have quietly launched and built under the Times Live banner for the last months. Uh, since lockdown, uh, we cover numerous aspects of the gaming world, local gaming world, with our editorial partners, but are specifically interested in the local gaming scene, its esports stars, its game developers, the movers and shakers. Uh, while not at all ignoring the very real businesses being built in, uh, in South Africa and around gaming. I'm your host, Scott Peter Smith, head of video and audio in the Arena Group, alongside uh, being publisher of Gamers Live. And we are starting today with a chat with Tabo Solo, um, otherwise known as Pingo in these hallowed gaming circles. Uh, Tabo is going to tell us a little more about Dobadash, 3D combat racing game, uh, with a social angle uh, related to informal waste pickers. I'll get into who you are and sort of your background a little bit later, but I thought we can dive dive into the game. Uh, maybe you just want to start off by telling me a little bit about uh, Doba Dash and uh, what the game is. All right, cool. So uh, Doba Dash is a 3D uh, racing combat game uh, about informal waste pickers uh, that go around neighborhoods, um, scratching to, uh, through dustbins, looking for recycled materials that they can um, recycle for profit or to make money. So yeah, that's that's essentially the game, uh, and yeah, that's where we we, we got the inspiration to develop Dash. So when you say that you got the inspiration for it, where what do you mean by that? So why did you choose that particular subject matter? Okay, so on like on Thursdays, these guys come around my neighborhood, and uh, I've seen them a few times, and it was we were always disconnected. Like the people living in this area, myself included, were we just see we just um, um, we just saw these people as like guys digging through opens, and we never knew like their story or anything like that until one one day my dad brought one of them in the house and we gave him a cup of coffee and some bread, and we had a conversation with him. And we connected and he was telling us he's from Lesotho and he came to South Africa looking for a job or to help out his family. And then I asked him, like, how much you make and, you know, these kind of questions and how, like, what are the risks involved? And he shared so much with me that we ended up connecting. I was like, wow, this, these guys are actually doing so much for the environment and for themselves that um, they should get, like, you know, some form of recognition. And that's where I got the inspiration of how we gamify these guys is live and show people or introduce the world to these unsung heroes and show them um, what they're doing and how people can also engage or get involved in uh, this recycling uh, industry. So that's where the inspiration came from. Okay, cool. But, um, tell me a little bit more about the the technicals behind the game. Uh, like, um, like, is it was it just yourself? How many people are involved? How long did it take you? All right, cool. So we the, the team consists of seven main guys and then we had additional i think four other support support groups uh, so supporting uh, uh, resources that we got from Simulokho uh, that helped us in the uh, design space in the 3D 2D design um, so we did a bit of animating as well in our team and yeah so i think roughly the team consists of i'd say 11 people in total and we had a year to, to work on this game so okay so you had 11 people in whole in total say so seven more guys uh seven main guys what were what were kind of the roles let's go through that very quickly what did the guys different do what kind of different jobs did you need to get the game off the ground all right cool so the the, the seven main guys um 
So let me explain how it all started and then just to give you a sense of where we come from and uh, where we, how we got to the product that we, we have today. So we started out as an enterprise development, which was sponsored by Centec and we incubated at Simoloho. And uh, we, 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 we rallied up a bunch of creatives outside of the gaming industry too. It was sort of like a, a test to see if we can design games outside of like the, the, the existing gaming professions that are there, you know? So getting a bunch of creatives and like also, also like getting a bunch of creatives to develop games and getting like assistance from other game developers as well. So my team consisted of seven guys. There was me, who was a game designer, had the experience in the, of game design. I've created a few other games myself. We had we have two sound designers who have uh, worked on the soundtrack of Dopa Dash and all the sound effects that you hear. Um, we had a brand strategist. So he's the guy who's been handling our our brand, our business brand, um, the marketing of the game, etc. Um, we have uh, two cinematographers and photographers, so they've been handling the research, um, taking pictures, referencing videos, and they also worked on some of the UI and um, uh, HUD. So these are like the 2D sprites that you see in the game. And then we have a writer. So he's been assisting me out with the writing of the story, the narrative, and some of the game levels, which we're currently working on right now. So that's the the seven guys that we that that we started with. So and the yeah yeah so so the so the demo that I've actually that I've seen that you sent to me. Um, so there's more to come. You guys are still building more onto that, or yeah yeah for sure. So right now we in talks um, about an extension with Simlohong and Centec, where we're gonna develop the game even further, taking it to mobile and other platforms. Um, so the end goal is to get it on mobile and have that recycling element in the game as part of the gameplay where you can scan a bottle or a can or a piece of paper and it translates as actual points in the game, which you can use to purchase other characters, uh, open up game modes. So that's where we're working towards right now. Okay, that's an interesting mechanic. Do you want to tell me a little more about that? So how, how does that work exactly and what does, how does that relate to the game? So... Um, Think of it as Pokemon Go. Um, I don't know if you've played it or if you're aware of it. Yeah, so uh, we want to um, so we want to include that AR functionality to kind of get people actively involved in recycling. So we don't want to we don't want it to be a game where you're just racing around and you you're literally not contributing to recycling. Or it's just a message that you get. We want it to we want people to physically go out there, um, collect trash and scan it and put it in the game so that they can get more points in the game. So they're actively recycling and having fun at the same time. So, and I feel like that's an advantage that we have over any other game. That's if we, we realize this vision that we are actually saving the world and making it fun consciously and subconsciously as well. So, yeah. And um, you told me you wanna, you, you're launching the game at uh, Comic-Con this year. Um, yes. Who are you launching with? Like, how's that? How's the publishing of that working? How's that? How's that me mechanic working? So um, we entered the Comic Con Springbox um, Spring Comic uh, Project Springbox um, competition, and they have like an indie um, an indie game section. And yeah, we submitted our game, and we passed them to 
to to to to check it out. They liked it a lot, and yeah, they approved the game. And they basically they'll be handling all of the uh, publishing, the announcements, everything uh, on Dopa Dash in the game. And we'll be like doing our own publishing on the side, but as the studios, as Space Alice Studios. Okay, so let's let's talk about you a little bit. Where's what's your background? Where are you? Where are you from? What did you study? What's your interest in gaming? All right. So I'm from the south of Johannesburg uh, in Haddon. It's really really small. Uh, yeah. So my interest in gaming, I started. I did a lot of things um, growing up. So I have like a. Uh, my parents are like activists. You know, they they involved in one of the biggest lawsuits in the world. Not in the world, in, in, in Africa, um, suing one of the biggest companies. So I grew up in that environment where um, I saw things differently. I was forced to see things differently and question. So I started out drawing political cartoons, you know, for newspapers. Uh, I actually got one of my cartoons published at, on the Daily Maverick. I think I was in, still in high school. I got a couple of other cartoons published and yeah, they, I... My dream at the time was to be a cartoonist and work with Sapiro, you know, get mentored by him and all that stuff. And then roles switched when I left high school and I um, went to college. I wanted to, I wanted a, a better way of expressing my views and telling my stories without being limited to 2D or um, the satire that comes with the, the political cartoons. And I went into animation. And from, well, from animation, I created more stories, uh, using my uh, satire background and the stories that I wanted to tell. And yeah, I released a couple of cartoons. I released one about load shedding and a witch and a witch doctor that controls the, the, the electricity and she has to perform some rituals. And yeah, that was really dope. It was a piece for Cartoon Network and, and still, and, and at that point I was like not satisfied because I had reached like another ceiling. Cause I was like, okay, now I can tell people, but people cannot engage with my stories the way I'd like them to. So that's when I, I stumbled into gaming because that was part of my course in, in college. And, I, and I, I noticed that with gaming, I can tell my stories. And, and we interrupt this program with a barking dog. Yeah, my, my pups. Uh, sorry. Um, so from there on, um, yeah, I wanted, I wanted a, a platform where I can tell my stories and, uh, tell my stories and let like allow people to engage. So sort of like immerse them in what else I'm feeling or what I'm seeing. So gaming was the best way of, of, of doing that and expressing myself. And ever since then, I, I haven't looked back. Yeah. So you got, you got, you got attracted by the, um, the immersion of gaming, hey? the, the, the engagement and the immersion. Yeah, absolutely. And proper, yes, proper multimedia yes. type stuff. Um, so at what point did you get involved with the uh, Tumokolong guys? Um, how did that come about? So the Tumokolong, uh, we, we, we got involved with them as soon as we started with the enterprise development. So they were the guys that were hosting us, um, uh, providing us with uh, everything that we need, the assistance, the support, uh, the mentoring, uh, everything that you see in the game, and, and then some, you know, because I told you we have a very diverse group. And I was the only game designer at the time, you know, so the support that we got from Simlochol uh, was purely on that basis where they were, to, uh, they, were had, they had to develop our, our business, develop our product, and yeah, become the link between us and Sentech and yeah, teach us basically what we, what we know. So that's the relationship. It started last year when we started with Enterprise Development. 
Um, so your experience sounds like it's been it's been largely positive in the in the sort of indie game space. Um, you got funded. Um, like I said, I've been I'm, I've been tiptoeing around the indie game scene for at least five six years or so. Um, done a few. Done a, done a few stories on uh, quite a number of the guys. Latest ones I did uh, was, um, I'm sure you know, Semblance, uh, the game Semblance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did quite an extensive Nyamakop. piece on them. Um, yeah. yeah, the Nyamakop guys. Uh, you know, there's quite a few other sort of smaller developers that are doing real interesting work. Um, not all of them get funded. Not all of them get, uh, you know, get a bit of space and movement into, into the kind of art they want to produce. I know that um, Thorsen and his, um, you know, his Amaze Festival um, did a lot for the local indie game scene. Uh, I, d- I think if uh, if Thorsen hadn't come here back in uh, when was that 2012 was the first one, uh, you know, I don't think the indie game scene would have been as far, as far along as it as it could have been. Um, what are your views on on the South African indie de- indie dev scene? Uh, you know, challenges. Uh, opportunities moving forward, any sort of, I mean, do you want to move move into developing this into a studio, like a full-time studio? What are your feelings there? Yeah, uh, so, yeah, the challenges, there's a lot, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm privileged, you know, to have gotten this opportunity and to get sponsored, you know, at, at such an early age, you know, because I know Ben and Sugar and a bunch of other studios that have been, like, trying to, studios have been hustling and they've produced i think amazing work you know uh, i think the challenges in the game the indie game scene is a lot like especially in this country but i speaking for speaking to torsten and a bunch of other international developers it seems like this is a common problem and, and funding is like one of the biggest you know uh, but we like i said we've been privileged to to get a sponsor like uh, sentec and get guys like similar home to help us out however they can to 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 develop this gaming community uh but besides even the funding you know um skills shortages are, is a big problem you know there's a lot of animators um there's a lot of designers but what we've noticed when we were when we were busy with this enterprise development is that you can be an animator you can be a designer but there's certain there's, uh, game design has like its own specific skills that you have to understand all uh, principles and functions and that's what we noticed. And that's where I feel like we have a big gap in the industry is getting the right personnel to help you out with the game and develop it to a standard that everyone is part of and that's, 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 that's happy with, you know what I mean? Um, I guess another challenge I'd say is time and, 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 and understanding and knowledge. You know, I feel that because game industry is a, a fairly new industry in the country, even in the world to some extent, you know, like, if you're not talking triple A studios, you know, the indie guys, it's still a new development. Um, a lot of old folks or like parents, like my parents, I'm, I'm blessed to have parents who were supportive and like um, forward thinking that they allowed me to uh, pursue this dream in gaming. But I've heard like all over the world that parents don't understand, you know, or old people don't understand this whole gaming thing, you know, and that support, you know, if you don't get that kind of support at home or, from people around you and people don't understand what gaming is about. You know, you, you run into a lot of problems where you gotta, before even making the game, you gotta prove yourself, you know, you gotta prove yourself a thousand times over that this is a game, this is what it, the potential it has, this is what we can do with it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. 
So I, I think for me, those are the, the, the biggest challenges I see. What was your other question? Well, how do you, how do you want to move forward? So assuming, oh, yeah. uh, assuming uh, uh, Dobadash kind of, you know, you launch it, you, you've got extra layers and uh, sort of levels on that. And, you know, there's, at some point you're going to say, okay, what's the next project? Um, whether you, whether yeah. you get funded by Centec or, you know, you get support from other, from other bodies. How do, you, how do you see this moving forward over the next couple of years for yourself? You wanna, do you want to make a go of a studio or what do you, what do you want to do? Yeah, we, we, we currently um, uh, registered studio, uh, which is great. That's, that's like the vision right now that we want to become a, one, of, if not, yeah, one of the best indie game studios out there that creates like original content that is, it's like, it's local, like Dopa Dash is like a local concept, but it can, it also has a poss- possibility to go international. And I think that's our next move right now. You see things like, uh, deal, um, participating in Comic-Con and uh, other events that are coming and having interviews like this, we're trying to break out of South Africa because what I've noticed and what I've been hearing from local indie game developers is that you need to make a name for yourself internationally because locally it's going to be very, very, very difficult for you to firstly sustain, uh, have run a sustainable business and also like make money and get that traction that you need. So the next, the next goal or the dream right now is to go international and see how we can sell this concept to Asia, um, Europe, America, you know, because we all have a recycling, um, we, like we all face this recycling challenge, but they, the, 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 the only, like we have to find what other countries are doing so that we can um, integrate it or uh, appeal to their market. You know what I mean? Street surface might not be the thing. How do we then? find what they like but i guess the one thing that unites us all is we want to fight global warming or climate change yeah have you been uh, have you been chatting to any of the um, sort of ad- uh, developers in other african countries as opposed to europe or asia there's quite there's actually quite a lot of action going on actually yeah 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 there's there's there's, uh, there's a bunch of things so um i'm involved in a, an organization called enter africa so it's an um, organization that started in 2017 um, and it consists of 15 different African countries. And uh, it was a program um, that started by the Goethe Institute. I'm not sure if you, you've heard of them. So, yeah, so these guys are a bunch of uh, game, design, uh, game developers and other creators in these African countries that have networks in the gaming scene. So we've been chatting a lot um, I've been chatting to a lot of developers in that sense, but again, it's like, I'm not sure if, I don't know, maybe this is what I've like, this is my personal view on like when I engage with other African countries, there's a lot of restrictions that I don't understand firstly, that like, there's a lot of political, um, social, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of um, issues that we face as African countries, you know, that unite us, but also divide us. So, Right now, when I communicate with these guys, I'm trying to find out how we can have like a blanket or like a a single tool that we can use, or maybe if it, the platform might be gaming, whatever, that we can use where we can communicate these ideas and we can engage with each other in a way that it does not it does not hurt the the existing cut like the existing economic, social, or political. Um, 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 systems that are operating in their country. So 
yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty difficult one, and I, I think also I'm still a I'm still a small guy in the industry, you know, still starting out, you know, I I'm not I'm not yet as big or I don't have as much power to make uh, that much of a change or impact or reach out to as many people at a, at a, as as I'd like to, but yeah, I'm hoping that with this game and games that are going to be coming after. Um, I, I would be able to make that change and unite, you know, all of the game designers in Africa and we create like one big game or we have one big esports tournament or, you know, just we all jam together and it's fun and it's, you know, we can all share our stories. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll get there. I think you're thinking about it in the right way. It's a nice, nice ambition. Um, mm-hmm. Tabo, yeah. Thanks, for so, thanks so much for your time, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks, man. Cheers. Ciao. You've been listening to Tabo, a.k.a. Plingo Solo, uh, and we await his game, Dobadash. I'm Scott Peter Smith. Uh, this is Gamers Live, and you can check out more podcasts and other things we do here on the Times Live website, or find us on Iono, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and any other platforms where you listen to your podcasts. Goodbye, good night, good luck, and the last one up, please turn off the console.